Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And today uh, we are talking about a much requested topic, a topic that is very near and dear to my own heart, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yay! <laughs> uh, I, so... As you may have heard um, on this podcast previously, I do have a Buffy tattoo. (laughs) Buffy was a major uh, influence on me. So it is a show that I love very much and I am excited to talk about. I'm so excited. I Actually, speaking of tattoos, I just last night went with my best friend who introduced me to Buffy when we were 11 and she got a uh, a kiss the librarian mug tattoo last night oh my gosh uh, I love that <laughs> so yeah I'm uh I'm excited I'm ready to talk some Buffy yes and uh we'll just throw out there uh before we dig in mm-hmm. that um obviously uh Joss Whedon has been making an ass of himself all over the place um and a lot has come out that um he was also being an asshole during this whole time uh so sucks to be him um but there were a lot of amazing creative people who worked on this show and we can love and support them while still thinking that he is a tool and i mean from what i've seen i think like sarah michelle geller kind of separated herself pretty quickly out i mean she's been pretty anti joss whedon mm-hmm. for a while <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i i still definitely uh love the show love the art love the actors but yeah it's a it's a bummer when you're when you're some of your favorite creators mm-hmm. let you down isn't it yeah. <laughs> it is it really is uh but also, yeah but also ahead. of course i just wanted to say uh because i feel like we have to spoilers abound oh if, yes that is if, the uh, <laughs> thank you that was the other thing that i was like gonna say full spoilers for everything buffy so for everything yeah so if you are uh if you are somehow so so behind the train and you have not watched this wonderful show yet uh either listen and then forget everything you learn <laughs> Sometimes, or go right sometimes now a good watch. spoiler can be like enticing and it makes you more excited to watch something. So That's maybe maybe you'll hear us talk about something and you'll be like, wow, I didn't know that super cool thing happens on Buffy. <laughs> we gonna get you. We gonna make you a fan. Yes. <laughs> uh, so just a brief history um, of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, there was a film uh, that came first, which was also written by Joss Whedon that came out in 1992. Uh, but it didn't really do the things um, that they were hoping that it would. So he was approached to turn it into a TV series, uh, which premiered in March 1997 on the WB. And um, over the course of airing, it did move over to UPN, uh, two networks that no longer exist yeah. in <laughs> 2022. Um, but Buffy... Um, had its finale on May 20th, 2003, uh, but the story has continued in comic book series and all sorts of other good stuff. Are so, you a... Uh, yes. I'm kind of of the... What's the word? Like, of the the place where the movie is kind of my We Don't Talk About Bruno. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen it. I saw it once. I yeah. think because I was into the show and I was like, well, I hear that like the movie's not great, but maybe I'll watch it. And I like feel like I need to see it to be part of this. And I'm like, yeah, this is just 
it's just very much not the same thing no <laughs> well and they they reference it a lot in the first season of buffy surprise mm-hmm. like i mean they talk a lot about the school burning down and everything it's like you kind of almost i don't want to say have to watch it but it is good context but man i yeah it's no it's no sarah michelle <laughs> no no and uh buffy was popular um when it was airing but not never really like really critically like loved it didn't win a lot of awards um but today it is ranked on many best tv show of all time lists like best written shows of all time best fantasy series uh top cult shows and definitely i feel like has gotten its its flowers um in the time since it went off the air mm-hmm. definitely so I want to just share a little bit uh, to let people know about my level of investment in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yes, please um, do. So I did not watch Buffy while it was airing. I was a little bit on the young side um, for that. So like it ended just as I was getting into high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it was on cable in syndication um, and they showed two episodes a day. And I... This is going to sound like an incredibly ancient thing to anyone <laughs> young out there. Um, I rec- I loved Buffy so much that I constantly was buying VHS tapes, <laughs> and yeah. I recorded every se- all seven seasons of Buffy on VHS tapes over the course of it being re-aired on cable, That's and amazing. I had them <laughs> all in a stack in my room, and I had my printout with all of the so like everything would be labeled like you know Buffy season four episodes like six through twelve and <laughs> I had that in my day. So you weren't really a fan of the show then? <laughs> no, I was you know casually casually interested. <laughs> I uh, I didn't find Buffy till much later. My best friend Rain she was she watched it on tv which Mm -hmm. we we i'm i mean i'm even a few years your junior um and she was probably too young to be watching buffy (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but her dad is a comic book artist and is very like into everything fancy like uh, fantasy fanciful type stuff so um she grew up watching it and introduced me when we were in like sixth or seventh grade uh and she had like the you know like the dvd set Mm -hmm. and uh we watched the whole thing through in the course of like probably a month and a half and i was i was hooked (laughs) uh it's so good and i i have been like the buffy evangelist for so many of my friends when i got to college i had my dvds and would always my roommates we would watch it all and then i'd find some other person who hadn't seen buffy and i'm like do you want to watch buffy with me i'll watch it with you (laughs) (laughs) that's a you gotta spread the good word (laughs) you do uh, so I have some some questions, some comments. It's just going to be just kind of a, a chit chat about our girl, Buffy, and everybody else. Um, so my my first question for you is, who who is your favorite character? Oh. And you can do you could do a, a Scooby favorite and a non Scooby favorite, if that is a thing or whatever gonna, you're feeling. I'm going to go with my like traditional favorite and like leave something else for something else um but i i love willow i really love willow um and i just love allison hannigan too she's just such a good little actress (laughs) um and i mean 
I don't know if you had planned to discuss this later, but I'm gonna bring it up. Uh, like Willow was one of the first queer representations I ever saw on television. Yes, and of course it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't perfect by any mm-hmm. means. Uh, and Buffy, as a general, like the the show as a whole, has some things that aren't perfect, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, as do any shows that were made years ago. Uh, but yeah, Willow, I think. I related to her a lot when I was younger because she was the bookworm and she was the nerd of the group. And like, I think that that resonated with me. And I always just thought she was she was so sweet. And I love Oz so much. Oh, and yeah, I I'm a I'm a Willow Oz stan. <laughs> <laughs> they were super sweet. Yeah, I loved Willow. I definitely related a lot to Willow. When I was watching it the first time, I will say <laughs> the signs of the times as I've been, I, I've also been doing some rewatching over, mm-hmm. over the core, as we say, <laughs> over the core, the choir, the great choir, as they say on the bananas <laughs> podcast. Um, but I've been like shook by how much I relate to Giles now. <laughs> Oh, as like an adult person. And I'm like, these teens are ridiculous. <laughs> I, the way that I love Giles is unhealthy. <laughs> he's so, he's so good. And like, he's got, you know, his, his bad boy flair. He's got that dark Ripper. past. Ripper. <laughs> Ripper. Uh, yeah, I, I love daddy Giles. <laughs> yes. I think uh, I sent you that TikTok. Yes, you <laughs> that did. That it's like Buffy. It's like, I want my daddy. And then this woman's like, I want your daddy too. And it's just Giles. <laughs> I did see while I was looking up fun facts for this episode um, mm-hmm. that Anthony Stewart Head was actually the first person cast for the show. Really? Well, he's yep. perfect. He's he so is, perfect. yeah. And that's what they said, that like they auditioned him and they were like, yep. Done. <laughs> this <laughs> Check. This is it. And that like a lot of the other people who had auditioned for Giles like were like, playing it very buttoned up and like very fuddy-duddy and like obviously part of the appeal of Giles is that he has this you know tweedy librarian exterior but like he does have you know a lot of he's snarky he has like mm-hmm. deep passions and things like that and like we said a dark past so he's really a lot of got nuance. the great vibe <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah i think those are so oh my my next question was who is your favorite um baddie yeah, so that's why I was like, I'm yes. gonna save, I'm gonna save Daddy Spike. <laughs> oh, Spike. I, I can't. <laughs> I love James Marsher so much. I that character is so well written. Yes. He's so funny. He is. I think it's really maybe I'm wrong, but I just I think it's really hard to write a likable villain that is so purely evil, like ninety mm-hmm. percent of the time. Yeah. And I mean, he's really, especially in the first, like, season two, season three, I mean, he's absolutely, like, despicable. Oh, yeah. He's bad. But you love him. Like, he's so, or I do, he's <laughs> he's so funny. And I love him and Drusilla together. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I had a Spike calendar. Um, an official, an official wall calendar that was just all Spike. So I feel you. I love that for you. (laughs) And yeah, I, I love, um, Spike and Drusilla together. They're an amazing, amazing villain pair. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, I mean, from also just like from the perspective of like plot wise, like 
Spike, Drew, and Angelus were like such a perfect like big bad trio for oh, Buffy. Yeah. Like just the emotional stakes of all of it crazy about it love it and then like spike in later seasons i've (laughs) one of my very favorite tropes is like the villain who is like just lightly domesticated Uh like like they're like they're still bad but they're like an angry cat that you're just like well i guess he can hang out even though he like (laughs) knocks the vases over sometimes he's mostly ineffectual and i just Love yeah. that trope for villains, and that's very much uh, the the Spike character path. Uh, well, yeah, especially like post post Chip Spike is mm-hmm. very like yeah, just just grumpy, just very <laughs> right, just like just cranky and like reluctantly, occasionally useful against his own will. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that uh, you might know this because you're such a buff? Ha ha. <laughs> um, <laughs> He got kicked out of Juilliard, James Marsters. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he, he like, he, they were, I don't remember the whole story. I mean, I remember reading this article years ago, but he got kicked out and they like told him he wasn't going to amount to anything. And he booked Buffy like a few, like a short while later. Um, yeah. And yeah, God, I mean, what a, what a f- truly fantastic actor, in my opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. you love to hate him. <laughs> agreed so good and i there there i'm sure there will be more discussion of this at a later question um mm-hmm. but <laughs> i'm i'm holding my opinions <laughs> yes um so the next um thing that i wanted to talk about which i feel is something that is very like controversial around some people um mm. just like what are your favorite and least favorite seasons of buffy because i feel like people have very strong feelings uh. about what seasons they like and like what they they maybe are less fond of i'm gonna tell you right now that any episode with riley in it can fully suck my butt oh my god yes i hate riley so much yes. uh so that was that season four yes it's uh, pretty much a wash for me <laughs> I'm, I'm uninterested in season four um i think riley undercut buffy's character so much and it just is like hard to watch season Um, four i so i was also going to say season four was my least favorite season uh and it's hard because there are some really standout episodes yeah in season four like hush is in season four um i of course love something blue where spike and buffy are gonna get married Mm -hmm. um but like i hate riley i'm not into the military plot line adam is such like a nothing villain yeah and like that one is definitely by far like i'm like this is very meh yeah yeah no i agree um as far as favorite seasons i i i mean i'm rewatching it right now so maybe that's what just what's in my head but i love season two it's i so really good. do i think it's i think it's buffy at its best um i i love i think just to having the complexity of angel losing his soul in that season makes mm-hmm. it the most emotionally interesting and and this kind of reflection of him doing what he did to Drusilla is very fascinating and um yeah i i'm gonna say two is my favorite i'm gonna put that out there (laughs) yes i agree so like the thing that like i find that a lot of buffy fans really dislike season six um yeah it is definitely darker but i 
I do like some of that and I like some of the like exploration of like different parts of Buffy's character because it's like it is she has a hard life and she has a lot of trauma and I don't think that it's bad um to like recognize and explore that is that when does Joyce die is that the end of season five yeah it's in season five and then like, um, Glory is the end of season five. And then okay, season six yeah. is after she gets resurrected and is like fucked up. See, yeah. I And I actually really like too. I like a lot of what they did with. Uh, this is probably an unpopular opinion. I like a lot of what they did with um, Buffy and Tara's like relationship too. Mm-hmm. Um, in that season. I don't know. I, I think it's kind of like the, the Harry Potter thing, right? Like I think if you grew up with it and then it kind of gets dark, people get like bummed out because they're like oh this was such a fun like (laughs) lighthearted. i mean it's never fully lighthearted, obviously but um i don't know i mean yeah i I don't dislike six at all but i definitely have heard that people do yeah i think there i think it is fair like there's a lot of stuff in season six that like is i think they're they're kind of swinging for the fences on some of those and they don't necessarily deliver like appropriately some of like this trauma exploration type stuff sure Um, so i can see that and i can see how that's a complaint but i really just i I will say that i dislike you know there is definitely a contingent of people who are like buffy is not the same once it's out of high school the entire metaphor was about high school so you can't like move past that and i 100 percent disagree with that yeah i do too and honestly (laughs) That's kind of one of the parts of Buffy that makes me uncomfortable in the early seasons, especially <laughs> like with the angel relationship. Uh, I'm yeah. like, did we have to make it a high schooler? I don't love this. And I get that, like, the ideas that, like, it's so hard to slay vampires and go to high school. But, like, yeah, no, it's kind of a, I, I, it makes me a little uncomfy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I do kind of feel like, I don't know, as a person who lived through high school and then became an adult person mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah that shit's hard and i think that it's you know appropriate to say that you know even when you're the slayer like having to deal with stuff like paying your bills having to work a crappy job like <laughs> stuff like that is Double like me part palace. Of the, yes it is the growing up experience and that's kind of how it rolls I want to see somebody cosplay Double Me Palace. Oh my god, that'd be so! The hat is so cute. It's so funny. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Mm. I fully support that. Um, So, one question that everyone the the world has been asking for our opinion on (laughs) that we've sort of teased uh, is Spike versus Angel. Mm -hmm. Who is the appropriate um, companion for Buffy, or is it neither? well yeah i was gonna say it it is neither is the correct answer (laughs) but uh i am a spike girl through and through and i will defend that till the day i die Uh, same okay (laughs) oh very same i i never not that i never liked angel that's not a good way of putting it here's my thing with with the the spike angel debate angel it literally took five seconds after him losing his soul to be an absolute douche canoe to her and like treat her so terribly and try to kill everyone she loves. You know, Spike, he hasn't had a soul this whole time. Granted, later he gets the chip planted in his head, but like 
he even without a soul like he has this like you said the domesticity of like he deeply cares for drusilla and he doesn't Mm -hmm. have to like when she's not doing well at the like beginning of season two he's like bringing her food and he gets her like jewelry on valentine's day like he doesn't have to do that right yeah he like he's a soft boy william william is a soft soft boy (laughs) i was gonna say fool for love is one of my all-time favorite buffy episodes um that for people who are not obsessed with buffy that is like the flashback episode as we kind of go back through spike's past and see him as a human and see other stuff and i'm just like oh my heart every time it's just it's so good and i don't know like i i like angel fine like i think that like their relationship is very compelling Mm -hmm. um in the seasons but i'm also like you don't have to get together with like the first series first series boyfriend in high school that doesn't mean that he's like your forever partner so i think that buffy definitely kind of grows past um what angel is and like he leaves and she becomes someone new and that's just you know how how life works so i i have never been like a uh you know starry-eyed buffy and angel fan for life but i mean i do definitely agree that buffy also is a a wonderful independent lady and should be doing her what's best for her and that might not involve dating vampires <laughs> the secret <laughs> Even though they're third option sexy uh, but... yes or you know <laughs> i'm totally kidding i would like to preface that i was gonna say secret third option xander <laughs> oh. i no, i would say the, the best secret option why don't she and willow date oh amen yeah they would be so cute yeah, I love Willow. She can Willow can have everyone. <laughs> Willow is the best. Everyone date Willow. Yes. Oh my goodness. Uh bit buffy. So I did so I had a, a brief activity. We have talked a lot already, but I pulled up Rolling Stone has an article of the ten best Buffy episodes of all time. Ooh. And we I, have like- not, I have not looked at this list, but I thought you and I could like thumbs up, thumbs down and our, our own Buffy episode smash your pass. Yes, smash your pass <laughs> and let Rolling Stone know if they have it right or not. Okay. I'm gonna tell you right now, because we just brought this up. If Fool for Love is not on this list, this list is invalid. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> uh so let's see. Number number ten um is season one, episode seven, Angel. So this is the episode where we are, it is revealed that Angel is a vampire, and we learn kind of his backstory. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, I feel I feel like that's a strong that's a strong episode, and mm-hmm. it's especially like so. The, I do the shock of them like when they're. Well, I mean, I guess we kind of know, but like when they're kissing and he pulls back and he's like, oh, <laughs> and it's burn. Oh, but, yeah. The, oh my goodness, and he's like, rawr. And then later when she hugs him and, and he the cross away, he has burn the cross in his chest. chest. Okay, that is. I just yeah. I really like vampires. Okay, so like <laughs> that <laughs> that is quality. No, no matter what. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Number nine, season three, episode nine, The Wish, which is the alternate universe one where Cordelia wishes Buffy never came to Sunnydale. Oh, that's a good episode. That is, and that's um the that's a I really think fun the episode. first episode that we have Anya appear in mm-hmm. just as like a one off before she comes back. Oh my god, I forgot Anya. I love Anya. <laughs> 
you said actually i lied actually i, I lied well i i have only gotten through like the first like i think i'm in season three on my rewatch so i haven't right. gotten a- through all of the later seasons as recently yeah it definitely uh isn't at, at top of mind but yeah anya's a good character yeah she's fun um number eight is oh season four episode 10 hush yeah so good yeah obviously so good like i do that was one of the things that i did really love about buffy is these episodes that like play with the genre convention and i don't know we'll see if it's on now i might be spoiling it who knows if it's on this list but that is i do love the season four finale which is the crazy dream episode yeah i love i actually too i I know season one isn't you know prime by any means because i think the budget was still pretty low yeah. <laughs> um but the the episode where the, like the nightmares take over i yeah. i really like i like any kind of episode like of any show like that where like dream and reality kind of get messed up like the batty bat episode of sabrina i always thought was really good <laughs> i like i like dream reality mesh yes agreed Oh, number seven, um, becoming the finale oh. of season two. So good. So good. Oof. Love that. That's a that's a two parter though. It is. It is. They they've put it at, they part in one as a and single two? as uh okay. yeah, as parts one and two together. Okay. Okay. Oh, I love that one. And the flashbacks are so good. Just that mm-hmm. last uh the last fight with Angel and when she smashes that sword back into his face. Oh so yeah. good. That 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 I think is, pr- if I had to say hands down, like if you had to watch one, I guess two, but like one episode of Buffy, the season two finale is, is it like, yes. yeah. So good. Uh, oh, number six, um, season six, episode seven, once more with feeling the musical, oh, the musical. Uh, which is one <laughs> of my favorite episodes of here. TV of all time. I Me love too. the musical. I love it so much. I had the, I had it on the CD. I listen to that all the time on my CD Walkman. The number of times in my life that I've done the, they got the mustard <laughs> out, like so many times. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Now now I'm like, I got to listen to this after we're done recording. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, oh, number five is another two-parter. It is Graduation Day, the season oh. three finale. Also good. Also good. I would I would have put becoming much higher up on this list. Uh, yeah, I, I think that is like a top three for me for sure. Mm-hmm. But I do like graduation. That is very exciting. What number? Sorry, what number was that? Uh, five. Okay, so it's halfway. Yeah, becoming should be much further down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, agreed. Well, I I assume these are in order. I mean, why why else why would else? they be like this? But. Um, ooh, number number four is the season five finale, The Gift. Oh, mm, okay. So I so this was this one was interesting because this was t- kind of a finale finale because this was the last episode that aired yeah. on the WB. Um, and so I would not say that this episode would rank this high for me but Mm -mm. i do have to say that it is a quote from this episode that i have tattooed on me (laughs) so (laughs) i have to give it ranking for that and uh for for anyone who is not aware i I can post a picture but i have um a a wooden stake with some flowers around it and with a banner that says the hardest thing in this world is to live in it Mm 
which I is interesting because people read it in a lot of different ways. A lot of people are like, that's really depressing <laughs> where I meant it to be like inspiring. <laughs> I think it's, it's a little bit of both. It, which is... it is like, it's, it's dark, but I mean, I guess the, the way that I think of it um, is kind of the way that, that Buffy does give it to Dawn that, you know, the hardest thing you can do is to just keep living. But at yeah. the same time, that's all you have to do. Yeah. And that we all like basically choose to wake up every day and keep mm-hmm. going. It's, yeah. I think it's, it has a very uplifting quality to it. Yeah. I think you did good, kid. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I like it. <laughs> oh, ew. Uh-oh. What? I disagree with this. Um, number three is um, season six, episode 19, Seeing Red, in which Tara is murdered. Oh, not you. I do not like this one. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at it because I actually I didn't remember spe- I don't remember specifically what happened in the episode apart from that. Yeah, um, but it is like a the tr- nerd trio are like running around like with like invulnerability powers from some device, and then oh, I do think yeah. yeah. The, the fact I, that I had to think that hard about what episode that was right? means it's, it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah agreed and it was very like i don't know i'm i respect the store i i could potentially respect the storyline of tara's death but i do think it is very much within the you know like dead lesbians kind of trope and i'm not a huge yeah not a huge fan thumbs down to this rolling stone thumbs down thumbs down uh episode the number two episode um is season 214 innocence um which is yeah painful beautiful very good that's i respect this i uh i told you i just watched the i think it's i just watched the episode after innocence um Mm -hmm. that is the 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 miss calendar episode and i'm passion passion. that is what that would be on my top 10 list. Same. Of, it's such a good episode. Episodes. And it's probably one of my like top three Giles episodes. Too. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. It's so good. And uh, number one on their list um, is season five, episode 16, The Body, which is the episode in which Joyce dies. Really? Yeah. I know I mean, this is this okay. is another one that is like from a is an interesting production one. I don't know um, if people realize this, but this show is this episode is famous um, because there is no background music in the entire episode. Mm, yeah, I did not think about. Well, and I don't know as far as acting, there's excellent like it's excellent material yeah. in it. But like, no, that would not have made my top 10 list. No, at all. no. Agreed. I mean, as as you and I said, this should definitely have Fool for Love on it. Yep. Um, I would, I'm trying to think of what other kind of, like, if there are other, like, deeper cuts I would put on. I would put on, now I'm not remembering um, the name of it, but the um, Buffy Faith Body Swap episodes. Oh, yeah, that's a good Those one. Those are super good. Yeah. I am, um, I also, I kind of like, um, in season seven where like the the they activate all the like potential slayer the chosen uh yeah the 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 finale finale yeah like i i like i think that 
is i think that should be on there because it's cool like it's a really cool concept yeah it's Um, interesting that it has like many of the finales but which like is is fair yeah but 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 not that one and not i i think the the wacky dreams one should be on here just for it's one of my favorite episodes at least but yeah interesting interesting choices rolling stone not terrible but not not great (laughs) I also think a lot of my favorite episodes are kind of stupid just because I like them. Like, <laughs> yes, like I really like Ted for no reason. I just oh, think that's Ted. a funny episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a good, just a silly good time. It is silly. That is a silly one. I would I would agree. I was going to say that one of my favorite um, episodes is Band Candy, where all of oh. the parents in Sunnydale start acting like teens yeah. and Giles is like a, a bad boy. And yeah, so that one. I enjoy very much and I think that's a good one. I also again top of mind I just watched that episode where where Xander puts the love spell. Oh yeah. <laughs> and all the <laughs> girls are chasing him and like Buffy gets turned into a rat because she was hosting SNL that week and so she couldn't be in the episode <laughs> so they like turn her into a rat for the whole episode so that you uh, never see Sarah Michelle Gellar hardly at all. I always uh, love wacky stuff like that when you're like that's an interesting thing that happened and then you find <laughs> out that there's like oh no Sarah Michelle Gellar wasn't available and you're like oh okay. Uh, so funny. Well, I do. I have one uh, one final question, if that's yeah. okay. Let I would love to just talk about um, vampires in general. In my opinion, uh, Buffy is one of the best like vampire representations in media. Yes, in my opinion, agree. Uh, yeah. What What are your your thoughts about like th- these vampires versus you know like the Twilight uh, saga, the the interview with the vampire, like the the other representations of vampires where do buffy vampires stand for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean buffy vampires are definitely some of my favorite um pop culture vampires um i like that you do get the mix of like the human and personality side with like the beastie monster side Mm -hmm. like um not the ones that you mentioned i'm i can't remember one off the top of my head but like there are definitely plenty of like monster fighting shows where like vampires are just like screechy bat creature type (laughs) thing and i'm like no they have to be hot you guys like what are you even doing um but like um i mean i i don't personally feel like the twilight vampires have enough like of the like sort of threat and grit to them Mm -hmm. Um, I do really like um, Interview with the Vampire Style Vampires. I think that's like, you know, a very classic um, Mm -hmm. sexy vampire trope. I did see one of my one of the other fun facts I saw was that part of the reason that the Buffy vampires have like the vamp face is because they were just kind of like it seems like maybe it's not great to just have a show of a teen girl stabbing normal people through the heart like every week. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, we should make them look scary. We gotta make them scary. So that you can tell that they're a monster. (laughs) Which, I mean, comes up, I mean, in, what is it? Is that Bad Girls where um, Faith kills that dude? Oh, yeah. And uh, stakes uh, the assistant mayor, I think, through through the heart, assuming he is a vampire and he's Mm -hmm. not. So, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I... I just think the the explanation of them basically I mean being like a I, I know that that's the concept but they really go well into the depth of like 
this is a demon inhabiting a body mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah i think i think it's um i don't know it's so interesting it's kind of like i was actually talking about this with my friend it's kind of like the witcher like they kind of lead you to believe that they have all the like human bred out of them or you know like yeah they're not they're just a demon in a shell and so i think that's what's really interesting then to me is how much personality and life these characters like the vampire characters have and like i said i mean spike and drew are so human in so many ways and they're supposed to be these like soulless you know (laughs) yeah and Um, i mean they they even have like when when spike and drew are are you know assembling the judge um uh-huh. you know he burns up the nice little nerdy vampire with the glasses and yeah. the judge is like he's got human in him this guy's a goddamn nerd yeah <laughs> like, like he reads so- books and poetry <laughs> right so yeah it is it is definitely interesting like even a ag- against maybe like what the the dogma of canon says that you know, there are kind of these exceptions. And I, I will say I did read um, the novelization that's about Spike and Drusilla. Amazing. And have have that on there. And it definitely, you know, it is like, oh, like, can vampires love each other? If, or are they incapable of love? Yeah. I think Spike and Drew love each other I very much. I mean, I mean, even like, even the way that Spike is so jealous of angel like when he comes back around it's like yeah you yeah you love her (laughs) he definitely loves her she's maybe maybe not as committed (laughs) but i think she loves him deep down she's she's insane and we love her for it yes i actually um i had i loved drusilla so much that um she was referenced in several of my screen names as a a high schooler (laughs) I love that for you. That's very on brand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this was a delightful, a delightful chat with you about Buffy and listeners. We would love to hear what you think about Buffy. What are your favorite episodes? Which, which boy toy or not? Do you support Buffy's (laughs) everlasting love with? Um, (laughs) So uh, definitely comment and sound off and let us know. Yes, uh, we, I hope that our, we had a very specific listener who, uh, in their review of the podcast, asked for this episode. So I hope you are satiated and enjoyed this very much. (laughs) Uh, Do we have a review to share today, Midge? Yes, we do have a review from Ancora Rose today. And uh, it's a five-star, very informational. I love how casual the show is. You get spooky stories and fun facts rolled into one. I have a hard time with other spooky podcasts because they seem so serious and they're scary stories. (laughs) Uh, So I love the conversational approach from Penny and Midge. Thank you so much, Ancora. We we love you. We're glad you're listening and enjoying the show. Yes, thank you. We we aim to be your your chatty conversational not too serious (laughs) spooky show so we're glad to hear that you also were looking for that kind of podcast yes and if you would like to have your review possibly read aloud right here on the show uh, be sure to stop by and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts we really really appreciate that 
Yes. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, If you are looking to follow along with what our podcast is up to, you can find us on Instagram at Ghoul's Night in Pod. And if you would like to follow me, I am at Penny Snark. And you can find me at Midge Munster. And until next time, goodbye. goodbye.